Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why didn't they loan out the twins for that one? There were supposed <laughs> to be twins in that show. Like, loan them out like yeah. a twin service. <laughs> yeah. Send them in a U-Haul. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host, Alexa, and with me are my fellow hosts, Pixie and Kayla. Yay. Yay. So Pixie's Mm -hmm. obviously in a bit of a different location right now, which you'll see Mm -hmm. more about that from our socials in the coming weeks, but she is in America right now, which is Mm -hmm. exciting. Yes. Yeah, so we have some fun stuff planned in that vein But today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about The Eclipse, the GMMTV series that just recently finished. But before we get into that, we have another failed fan meet to talk about. Third one, third one in 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was the Paris fan meet that was originally meant to be a Jeff and gameplay fan meet. And then it became... Jeff could no longer attend with his Beyond Cloud schedules. So Gameplay's fellow castmates from Work From Heart, including Folk and Naman, and one other actor was there whose name I'm not familiar with. But they then were to attend the event along with Gameplay to kind of have some other people there to beef it up a little Mm -hmm. bit and make up for Jeff not being able to attend. And so they were in Paris. Everything was seemingly going according to plan. And then the day of the fan meet came and basically fans were lining up outside the venue. Like it was to the point where people were already preparing for the fan meet when it got canceled suddenly. And like gameplay and his co-stars ended up basically just meeting fans outside of the venue where they were supposed to have the fan meet briefly and like taking pictures with them and stuff like that. And the company that was putting on the fan meet didn't release a statement until several days after the cancellation. It was like five days later. And they basically said that like the venue was, the conditions were unsafe, I guess. And so they couldn't proceed with it, but yeah. 
that's such a stupid excuse. Like you rented that venue. How does it suddenly become unsafe? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they weren't doing like any checks before the day of the event, but that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. That's on them. Honestly, I felt like when the whole shit went down with um with Jeff and Beyond Cloud and this French group, I felt like they sort of were trying to put a lot of blame over on Beyond Cloud and maybe like use that as an excuse to get out of it. Their statement when everything went down with Jeff was so very unprofessional. Like I was aggressive reading that. Like someone, whoever wrote that, took it so personally. Yeah, and put that out as like their professional statement about the whole situation, and it was just like, I feel like I guess that might have been a good indicator of what kind of event company they were. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a mess. It's so unfortunate that this keeps happening with these international fan meets. I mean, this is the Mm -hmm. third one this year, and. I just feel sorry for the artists and their management who are putting in time. Like, they were already in Paris. Like, hopefully they at least got to enjoy their time there. But they had already put that cost into flying to Mm -hmm. Paris and doing all of that Mm -hmm. only for the reason they went there to get canceled at the literal last moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that people didn't blame the actors involved. Right. For everything, yeah. because, yeah, I know initially when it was supposed to be a Jeff and gameplay thing, a lot of people were, like, going against Jeff, or at least, mm-hmm. like, criticizing the way it was handled, but it really is something that's out of their control completely. Yeah. Like, they just show up, so. Yeah, literally. They get their schedule, and they go to the events that they're going to, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. And then, like, it's so sad because now the companies in Thailand will be very, like, probably against having these fan meets in other countries that they don't personally handle themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's going to make it hard for them to come to a lot of places. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. I think these event planning companies and these fan groups that want to plan these events just don't have any idea how much goes into it. And I just, I mean, we said this before, I feel like if you're going to try and take on something as big as planning a fan meet, you need to have people on board who have experience with that. And I feel like it just keeps happening that these small groups are kind of stepping up and wanting to do this, which I know comes from a good place, but in the end, it ends up hurting the artists and the mm. groups themselves more than anything. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see a successful fan meet soon. I think the Jaw First one in Switzerland went well, from what I know. Mm. So at least that's one. But I mean, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, some more will be able to happen soon that don't end in disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, moving into our main topic for today, we are going to be talking about the eclipse. And since, Pixie, we know how how much you have been raving about this show since yep. you started watching it, tell us about your initial thoughts and feelings after you watched the finale the other week. 
Oh, oh my god, after the finale, I was I was I was going through it because I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this is ended. I needed to not end." <laughs> Yeah. I needed to continue more, <laughs> but I really, I really liked how they tied up everything. I do think that there might been some plot stuff that should have been more explained. Some characters mm-hmm. needed a little more development, but at the end, I think they did a very good job at like giving us a good ending and giving us some domesticated bliss. She and just love in a finale, some domesticated bliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And and you really like see the difference from episode one to the final episode in just mm-hmm. how they're like how they act towards each other and it's like there's a really clear path throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really fun especially with um i ah, how he comes to terms with his sexuality and just in the end accepts it completely and yeah yeah i think it felt very fulfilling as a Mm -hmm. finale there were definitely some scenes that made me tear up like the scenes with the parents i was like oh man oh yeah Yeah. those scenes always get me but it was so well done especially because we have seen the journey that he has had throughout the series and just having those scenes was just like i felt the resolution for him and so then Mm -hmm. it comes back as a viewer and you feel that resolution on your own as well Mm -hmm. and so i think like scenes like that just really brought the whole thing home for me yeah and how they mm-hmm. they use like the filming and like on the boat like it starts with him alone on the boat mm-hmm. and yeah. ends with well, them together. I'm, I'm always a looking for at like each that. other. <laughs> it's just so beautiful. I love when things come full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everything ended very neatly, at least for mm-hmm. Ak and Ian's story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love a good coming out, like, hey, I'm coming out and this is my boyfriend scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like a sucker for those. So I love that scene. I have some thoughts that we might get into later about Tua, his character. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like I can only speak on Ak and Ayan right now. And it's Mm -hmm. just that I really love them. I think mm-hmm. they made me a little obsessed with Cal first. Um, yes, <laughs> definitely. As is everyone right now. Oh my god, I I've literally bought the first like box set I've ever bought. That's the, that's, that's the power oh of the eclipse right there. Yeah, that really. I it. And oh I bought the sweater, and I'm just like, I, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about buying the sweater, but no. I didn't. I wanted the keychain too, but it's oh, all everything was like sold out. I'm just like, mm-hmm. damn it! The first mm-hmm. in Kaltung impact right there when everything's just oh. sold out completely. Yeah, you know, yeah. I never like imagined them as a ship, mm-hmm. but now that mm-hmm. they are one, I'm just like, how did we not see that? <laughs> Right, right. The hidden power of the, it's the friendship to be out pairing pipeline. I'm telling mm, you guys, exactly. it wins every time. Yep. Oof. 
yeah. Let's all just so thank PO for telling them to use first and cow for this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into some discussion about the plot and execution. So I feel like one of the first things we should talk about is how some of the elements of the story played out, like such as the curse. I remember mm-hmm. early on seeing a lot of, I don't know if backlash is the right word, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially in the early episodes, were surprised by how not irrelevant, but less, I guess irrelevant, irrelevant is the only word I can think of right now, <laughs> but less prom- less prominent the whole curse uh-huh. aspect seemed compared to the initial trailer, which we know the initial right. like pilot trailers that GMMTV puts out always change and yeah, are always like do. vastly different from what we get in the final product. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people were mentioning that early on. And so I don't know. What do you guys think about how it played out in the long run? So I like the whole curse is basically just a red herring for the whole story. And Mm -hmm. for those who don't know what a red herring is, it's just basically the pretend villain. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's what the show wants you to believe is the bad guy. And there are, like, a hundred red herrings in this show. Like, they they try to point you towards everyone. Everyone is the bad guy, (laughs) except who is the real bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the curse was really effective at pushing the plot ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you needed something to get I in there. You needed the mystery to sort of like get to know these characters and the situations they are in. And it, the curse really explains a lot of Axe motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously, mm-hmm. it's like a huge thing of the show. And I think like it, I honestly, I think they could have played it more. Then they did. It's sort of when they got to the got to the reveal of who was doing the curse and everything. It just like yeah, okay, bye, <laughs> no more curse. Yeah, it, it did feel kind of yeah, over yeah. on that aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like how the curse was kind of used as like a tool to instill fear in the students. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously it wasn't real, even though in the beginning I think there was debate over whether it was. But Mm -hmm. it's just really interesting to see how something that literally isn't real could influence an entire system to just keep going. Yeah. I mean, it it does, like, reflect society today. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) how societal fear sort of, like, pressures people to stay in line in some aspects yeah Yeah. i was gonna go on like a whole rant about like the panopticon and how like the fear of being watched like pushes you Mm -hmm. to behave a certain way like getting into all of that aspect of things which i feel like kind of ties into what was going on here but yeah just this idea of like using things that don't actually exist to get people to follow a certain way of life or a certain Mm -hmm. rules that you want them to follow definitely speaks to the larger society. And I definitely think that was done on purpose, knowing who was behind the creation of the show and their Mm -hmm. experience that we know of. So, yeah, it's also interesting how it seems like the curse targets the openly queer students. Mm -hmm. 
really anyone that's different, but we see it with them the most. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting that the like pusher of the curse also is like closeted. Yeah. 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 That internalized homophobia and the expectations. And how it's especially often in closeted queer people, they like sort of overcompensate that Mm -hmm. like they don't want to be a part of it or something like been brought up Mm -hmm. to like and they try to deny it so hard that it's just yeah it's like that fear coming back into play of like you go so vehemently to the other side of things because you think that will protect you more from being found out basically so Mm -hmm. yeah Leaning into homophobia is like a way to protect yourself from being outed as queer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kayla, you had in the notes that you could talk about the astrological significance of the eclipse. Please do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so I guess this is going to be a little astrological lesson. Yeah, because, of course, like the first things that I noticed in this series were like astrological symbolism things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's see. I have a lot of notes on this. <laughs> okay, so there's, like, the astrological significance of the eclipse itself and, like, how it relates to the school curse. So, like, in astrology, a lunar eclipse represents an end to something, like a certain way of living, for example, It also represents a change of heart, like your feelings are being flipped about something. And I I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I feel like both of those are super relevant when you think about like what Ak goes through, Mm -hmm. because like at first he's trapped in this oppressive system that he's told to keep enforcing. But after he meets Ayan, it's like he starts to realize how much damage he's caused to others and Mm. to himself honestly so yeah. he he's like in performing the curse he is actually the one that's cursed yeah, yeah. that's a really and good way to put it actually yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah also another really interesting thing that i don't think was a coincidence is that lunar eclipses are like the time when people who practice certain religions or even practice like witchcraft that's the time when they usually do rituals to break curses Ooh. Oh, oh my so God. I thought and you that know, was really on, interesting too. On, <laughs> on the ceiling, when the eclipse is happening, that's sort of like a turning point for Ak. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have the significance of their names. So like Ayan means solstice. And there are two different solstices. There's the winter and summer ones. And the summer one is represented by light and awakening. And then the winter one is darkness and patience. So I feel like the fact that Ian's name could mean both of those things is interesting. Because if you look at his character, he has like a lot of demons and they put like this big Mm -hmm. emphasis on him being troubled and depressed. And then he, but at the same time, he also has this like spirit, like he wants to keep fighting Mm-hmm. And, like, keep living for his uncle to kind of yeah. get revenge, even if it's not the best reason to <laughs> keep fighting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Ox name means son, which I feel like is self-explanatory because he becomes, like, a beacon of hope that's shining on Ion. And, like, it's like even when he's having a hard time, 
he provides Ayn with enough strength for the both of them, I feel like. Yeah. And I just think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I I'm love the symbolism. My, oh I'm glad that yeah. my useless knowledge is finally coming <laughs> handy because <laughs> I had so many thoughts about this astrologically, but that's basically it. No, that yeah. is so cool. Uh-huh. Like, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that was what their names meant and just mm-hmm. like it all ties in so well. And so I love hearing about like that kind of stuff and hearing it from yeah. someone who's knowledgeable about it. It's really cool knowing stuff like that when you're watching shows because like now I watch the show not knowing what those things meant and and you like when you know it you get like deeper layers and it's just mm-hmm. so much more interesting. Yeah, I love that feeling of like looking back and like realizing how the things you watch can tie into these things that you're learning about now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Kayla. A little, a little astrology <laughs> corner. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So I feel like in terms of plot execution, I think we have to talk about episode 11 because I feel like that was the one episode that people seem to have the most issues with. First of all, with Tua, which we can get into, but also in terms of like the the pacing of the story. Mm. I think one of the biggest things I saw was how there was that whole scene that happened with Tua and shit hit the fan. And then like, it it basically just like within the same episode was resolved without any real resolution. And they kind of like moved on to like the let's make a BL situation or whatever was (laughs) going on. And so I feel like a lot of people felt like that was the one moment in the series where the pacing and the writing didn't quite keep up with how par it had been for the whole first 10 episodes or so. Yeah. Honestly, I think they didn't explain to us a character enough to Mm -hmm. explain why he ended up doing that. I mean, it came out of nowhere. And in afterthought, I can like sort of explain to myself okay this is how he is i do understand that he doesn't really like secrets and everything but at the same time he was pushing the curse even more so he was keeping his own secrets and Mm -hmm. he suddenly just wants to air everything in front of everyone and it felt it just felt like it came out of nowhere and you didn't get, like you said, any resolution to it. I wish they would have made it longer just so they could explain why Tua was like he was and then why everyone just was okay with it. Moved on with it and there yeah. was like no, <laughs> yeah. no consequences to what happened there. Yeah, I mean, Ak has been like really struggling with his sexual identity and then Tua just comes out and outs him and And that coming from another queer person who like we've seen what Mm -hmm. Tua has experienced for being a gay person throughout the Mm -hmm. series and then him being the person to out Ak and Ion as a couple just felt like I don't know it was just a weird choice to me yeah I mean you can notice how to doesn't really think it's a big deal being queer because he's Mm -hmm. always he's fine with the being out with Khan like he doesn't really think that's a big deal he just holds back in respect to the person he loves but 
at the same time, like he's queer, he knows he knows how that affects people, and he knows Ak is like uh, what do they call them? Prefects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gonna have consequences when you go to a school like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost like Tua has some kind of privilege, yeah. where he is able to be mm-hmm. more comfortable and out, and then mm-hmm. Ak doesn't have that. Definitely, yeah. I I have the same exact thoughts about episode eleven with the whole outing situation because honestly I suspected him from the beginning like whenever that stuff with the journal started happening yeah but the mm, the reveal of it actually being him was kind of weird to me yeah because the way he deliberately tried to make the movement look bad to keep people focused on the fact Mm -hmm. that there was like discrimination happening it honestly reminded me a lot of like Antifa. Oh my like, God. <laughs> like, if you don't know what Antifa is, it's like this anti fascist group mm-hmm. that like uses violence as a means mm-hmm. to like get messages across. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's all mm-hmm. I could speak to on that, but it really reminded me of the methods that Tua uses to kind of put that energy into doing whatever he has to do to make people pay attention to what's being said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of that and I didn't Not like him about the consequences it. that come from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with Tua is that like there was no consequences to his actions at all. It was so none weird. he didn't lose friends. There weren't even arguments really. <laughs> and, yeah, they barely even addressed it, I feel like. Right. So I I I don't know. Like that's the one like really big critic I have with this show is that that just felt very off and it felt like they didn't think it through or that mm-hmm. something's missing. Like there should be yeah. some sort of thread connecting this and it was cut. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when yeah. It, it was so strong up until that point and even like the finale yeah. was like a strong finish out. It was just like episode 11 felt really disjointed from the rest of the series and the Mm -hmm. way it was paced and, and the plot, how the plot played out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like they maybe had a different way to do it and then decided that they didn't have time to do that. So they just Mm -hmm. rewrote it and at last minute kind of thing. And that's never, never a good thing. I really think, I really think that's what happened because this whole mm-hmm. production was really rushed. Mm-hmm. Like you can yeah. tell like their hair yeah. and stuff like that is so inconsistent throughout the show yeah. because they had to yeah. go back and film stuff like even like two weeks before the episode aired. Yeah. So. Oh, and the poor boys in the pool all day. Oh my God, the raising their scenes of them like off. shivering so oh, violently. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah, rough. Yep. And I feel like the other big thing that happened, it was in episode 11 also, right? When Chadok and Dika's relationship was revealed. Was that also in episode 11? Or was that in episode 10? I think it does happen right after the um, reveal of the two as reveal. 
Yeah, that was like at the end of the show. That was truly wild. (laughs) Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did not see it. You know, I saw it coming when I, the first scene, when you see the car of Chadok and he visited the, like the scene where he took the suicide. That's when I knew, like I wrote in the chat, in the Discord, I think. (laughs) Or on Twitter, I'm not sure. No, it happened in the last episode, actually. That's the first scene it in the may last have. episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, at the end. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that and I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> you did oh it. <laughs> oh, and him finding out that the ex is dead and didn't just move to the other yeah. school and is ignoring him. Oh. That was the first time I felt sympathy for him. Literally. The whole time you're like, you hate him because of how he's treating Ak and the Mm -hmm. other students. But then you learn like, damn, he was basically taken down by the same system that he's. Yeah, he was brainwashed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he was so brainwashed. He hugged that horrible woman. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of shows, like, where things could have gone for Ak if he hadn't basically been able to break himself out of the curse, like, this queer person that's repressing themselves and existing within the system that pushed them into repressing themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like Ak, just he didn't have I. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I is like a lot more he perseveres, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. if you think back to the time when they were in school, they probably had less chances or yeah, opportunities to true. be as outspoken. It's very true. So, yeah. It's sad. <laughs> it is. So the last thing we wanted to talk about in regards to like the plot the youth rights group that's formed in the series mm-hmm. and how that can be tied to larger school movements in Thailand and like the larger youth movements in Thailand as well. Yeah. I think stuff like that is always very pointed, especially looking at the political climate in Thailand and how often we're seeing protests for democracy from younger people and honestly people of all ages in Thailand, but very much a, tie into the real life political movements I think that are existing in Thailand right now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think it's interesting how GMMTV recently have been tying a lot of their shows into actual like events in Mm -hmm. society Mm -hmm. in Thailand like with not me and yeah yeah If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I never thought I would see GMMTV there. Making like, mm-hmm. show, releasing shows that have like such big political, political statements in them. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. It's all thanks to the people working in yeah. GMTV. Like all the, yeah, all the directors, screenwriters mm-hmm. that yeah. want to make stuff like this. Yeah, I wonder if they've gotten to like a capitalistic power kind of place where they can do basically what they want I and not so. get the government on their backs. Yeah, I think like. I can't remember when it was we were talking about it, but it is a recent episode where, like, I feel like they're at the point where they can take these kind of liberties or what one might Mm -hmm. consider a risk without seeing it impact them in that way. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the government, like, I I don't know. I can't say how much. I'm not, like, familiar with how much they have Mm -hmm. a say in, like, censorship and television and stuff like that. I assume they do, too. A pretty decent degree, but yeah, it's it's very interesting to to see GMMTV kind of s- step into, and you know, coming from a corporation like GMMTV, like it's like they're really just putting it out. Like Kayla said, the the impact all comes from the people who are working on the drama. But like mm-hmm. to be able to see these dramas on a platform as big as GMMTV is definitely very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that kind of talks ties into talking about the direction and writing in the series. So talking about P. Golf, who was the director of the series, 
They're a non-binary filmmaker and politician. So they're on the parliament, or I don't know if they actively are, but they were elected to Thailand's parliament in 2019. They were the first openly transgender person to be mm-hmm. elected to the parliament and have a political position in that way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can so clearly see how that ties back into the series, both in regards to being a politician and also in regards to the way that they handle queerness within the series. Mm-hmm. And the screenwriter Piyoki, who is also the founder of all this entertainment, who was the co-producer on this, I think, is also a queer screenwriter. So yeah, just, just having two queer people involved and at the forefront of the production, I think is 100% what we can contribute to mm-hmm. it being as impactful as it was. Yep. Yeah. 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 I like that they both had guest roles in the show. Yeah. Peak Off was in the cafe and Yoki the little maid outfit. <laughs> And then Piyoki guessed it as the school official. So I always love seeing those tidbits when people involved in the production like have a little guest role. It's always really cute mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun seeing how much they interacted with mm-hmm. fans online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like the Twitter spaces, they were willing to like answer any questions. Mm-hmm. And you just feel that they really care about this project. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they care about connecting with fans over it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool that they w- would do so many fan interaction things like that. Yeah. yeah. I do love that they're like, this is openly queer people showing support for BL. And that it's not just yeah. some frivolous uh, entertainment for straight people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely adds like a certain level of impact to the stories and how they're going out and watching BLs coming from queer people. I guess there's more like, I don't want to say more meaning in it because I've watched plenty of BLs that weren't, you know, directed or written by queer people that were very meaningful to me, but I think you can definitely see where their influence comes in into the story and like watching that as also a queer person. It's just really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just cool to see gay people thriving. Yeah. <laughs> like creating series and putting out yeah. content for a company like GMM TV. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing to see. Yeah. I mean, you can see their touch in it. Like, it's very obvious when when someone queer has been involved in the process and it does like especially from these shows like it's lent a lot to the story that there's queer presence on it Mm -hmm. giving it the little push to just be extra fantastic yeah yeah kind of in that same vein of talking about the production and direction. So all this entertainment, which is P. Yoki's company, I believe that they co-produced on the series, but I'm not entirely sure how big their involvement was compared to how much of it was done just by GMMTV. But mm-hmm. I know all this entertainment was doing a lot of the promotion and that kind of stuff when it came to the series. So I'm curious if either of you noticed any like differences in the production compared to a typical GMM TV series that you can think of. Cause I was trying to think about it. And I, I wasn't sure if I, like anything was coming to mind. 
So I'm not sure if there's a lot of differences. The one thing I noticed about this show compared to others is the way they did a lot of aesthetic filming, like mm. with him on the boat. Mm. And um, there's a lot of like flying shots and like when Ock is running down the stairs and the swirly stairs, you kind of get an overhead yeah. shot of it. And it's a lot of stuff like that, which give a very artistic feel to the whole mm. filming process. Yeah. And I really love that because it kind of catches your eye more and it gives it more of, I don't know, it gives it a different feeling, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels more like, I never know what word best to describe it. I just think like indie. Like mm-hmm. it feels very indie. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, a lot of passion. Like they didn't have to do that, right? So this is just their mm-hmm. passion that made them do it sort of kind of thing. They could have gotten mm-hmm. by by just filming normally. They didn't have to do that. They could probably save time and money on not doing it. So that just shows that there's a lot of passion into how they show each shot and how they love the story. Putting a lot of emphasis on the artistry and like letting the artistry kind of shine through in terms of a lot of the shots that they use and the coloring and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I honestly didn't notice any differences between yeah. this and other shows. Like, maybe it was a little on the short side. Like, the episodes were very short. Right. But yeah. I'm sure there have been other dramas that had short episodes. So, yeah, I I don't really know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of thinking out loud when I said that because I, I was trying to think of something, think of anything while I was doing the run sheet and nothing came to mind. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it did kind of feel different from some of the other GMM TV series. So, yeah. I mean, it does. For me, it, it feels darker than what we're used to. Even with not me, it still feels somehow that the whole, like it just had a darker shadow over it mm-hmm. somehow yeah actually this series reminded me a lot of the gifted right it, like has mm-hmm. that it has that same like dark school corruption type thing yeah, yeah. and even yeah. even the two actors who oh, play Lord. the in school officials the play the school officials and the gifted <laughs> so it's like yeah i felt like there were a lot of similarities and like tone Mm-hmm. and theme between mm-hmm. those shows but that's the only one i could think of that had like a very mm-hmm. dark tone and was set mm-hmm. in a high school yeah 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 definitely talking about the ost i think the only ost that they released was over the moon by Kao Tung. but god it was so good <laughs> yeah that's all the they music needed video the song <laughs> it was it delivered everything only- Boys can so sing. Good. What is this? <laughs> so We're entering an era of GMMTV boys that can actually sing. <laughs> I swear that myself, like, I'm going to be all the streams on this song on Spotify <laughs> because I'll be surprised if it doesn't show up in my repeat playlist. Like, right. uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. so good. It's going to be in your Spotify so wrapped. It yeah. might be. 
Yeah, no, he's amazing. And the song is amazing. I was like Googling frantically because I was like, there can't only be one. But <laughs> every, every time I searched like the Eclipse OST, that was the only one that came up. And so, mm-hmm. hey. Yeah. It did what it needed to do. And yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> so it works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I never thought of Kao Tong as like a singer. I don't know why, but you never get that like the other shows he's been in, like other BLs as the side character. He's never mm. like had any like musical roles. And in Ton Hon Chan did he sing in that at all? I don't know. Like I fell off. I, that that show, nothing but... about that show was on my radar <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be able to answer that question. <laughs> What did she call it? Tonon chocolate was oh. no one could say tonon chocolate, so it was ton, ton chocolate. It's like Benedict Cumberbatch. You say it different every time, but you always yeah. know what show someone's they're talking about when you say yeah. it. But honestly, oh. we should forget about that show. Yeah, it's for the best. It's for the best. Yeah. Okay, so finally talking, moving into acting, thoughts on the pairings. I feel like obviously we've kind of talked about the chemistry between First and Kowtong a little bit, but they could be a new powerhouse, I think. Definitely. With the way that they have just like gone from zero to 1,000. Yeah, I knew I liked First. Mm -hmm. I knew I liked Kowtong. I did not expect them to like be in the together. It was like it came it felt like it came out of nowhere as well. <laughs> I don't know. I am so glad they did this and I am all that it's the first like ship I'm on board with. <laughs> like a hundred percent that I like to so you know it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I also think like the MMTV are probably gonna push them more since they were so fast at uh, giving out like first cow merch and all of that, giving them their own logo, their logo and whatnot. And like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm very curious about what the new and next or the showcase mm-hmm. will look like. They have so many boys now. But like, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of them are really good, and a lot of them mm-hmm. have very strong backings and very strong chemistry so and like first and kowtong are definitely up there so yeah do you think they're to gonna see. do the same to neo and lewis that they did to like top tap and mike oh <laughs> them forever as a side couple i don't want no, that no am i cursing this now <laughs> why would you say that pixie no, no but top tap and mike mm. well, they were huge i mean there is a lot of speculation that you are my favorite was originally supposed to be top tap and Mike before shit hit the fan with them. And like, they mm-hmm. did have a very strong following as like they the did. side couple, <laughs> the side <laughs> couple pairing. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of been hit or miss with those like top tap and Mike were very strong for so long. And obviously we don't know what happened with them, yeah. but now top tap 
is seemingly no longer under GMMTV. Yeah. And then someone else mentioned kind of in a similar vein, Frank and Drake, who obviously they did have a series, but then after that series, they were like, someone mentioned them as like the side pairing in Bright and Win, (laughs) Bright and Win series after that. So, and Frank is no longer under GMMTV either. So I don't know. Is being the side couple pairing a curse? I don't know. (laughs) Might be. Maybe. I hope not. But Yeah. yeah, I really like Neo and Louis. So I mean, I want to yeah, be opposed to seeing like them. all the other parents as well? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> a struggle. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing them as, like, a secondary couple in another show next year. Because I feel like, I mean, they're new or in the same way. Well, they were in Fish Upon the Sky. They were paired in Fish Upon the Sky as well. <laughs> I totally forgot about that because that was a show. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like with this, with the Eclipse, they've really started to gain more traction as a pairing. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because the Eclipse was more well-received than Fish Upon the Sky was. But yeah, I mean, I hope we see them in some form next year, because they're, yeah. so, they're so cute together, and I really Yeah, like they are. Energy. And they, they honestly are the cutest when we talk to them in the, our interview with them. Like, oh, <laughs> I would give them the world, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have... Oh, any supporting cast that stood out to you? I know Pac was in this, who we know from Love Area, and who was wonderful, like literally carried our Love Area interview because he was translating <laughs> for everyone. Um, <laughs> But I didn't recognize him when I first saw him in this Neither show. Neither did I. Like, oh my it, God. I did a double take when I was looking at the cast list. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he transformed into the character so well because I did not realize it was him. Yeah. Yeah. All the three boys in the youth group kind of thing did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I really, you know, the woman who plays the teacher that's wearing like hot pink all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am all here for her. She was me amazing. too. Yeah. <laughs> In and out of that character, I'm oh, here yeah. for her. <laughs> that actress is like, oh my goodness. I remember seeing some like photos of her that like, not weird photos, just like photos of her, but like she was just like, they were kind of like catching traction on Twitter because people were like, oh my God, this is the same woman. Like she's stunning. Like yeah. what a woman. Yeah. No, honestly, what a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy who plays Chaduk is really good too. They were both really good in The Gifted as well. So yeah. they've been in some stuff, but yeah. they're both really good. I mean, like, the guy who plays Chaddock, like, how he goes from being really stern to suddenly when his secret is revealed and he just softens up and it's so Mm -hmm. subtle, but he changes his entire, like, look. Yeah. Yeah, I love subtle emotional acting. And, like, Mm -hmm. when you can embrace a character's changes with, like, those subtle excuse me, expressions and Mm -hmm. little things instead of, like, big drastic changes necessarily. Yeah. 
Also, one of the twins was in this, and I still can't tell them apart. Is it JJ so I, or AJ? <laughs> it's AJ. I had to pull yeah, up my drama AJ. list. Because, like, <laughs> there have been so many times that people have pointed out how you can tell them apart, and I feel really bad because every time I look at them, I still get them mixed up. But AJ was in this, and I always love seeing the twins show up in, in projects. their own main roles. Yeah, it would be They're interesting. I feel like work. I feel like how have Jim and TV not taken advantage of that yet? Even not yeah, in a BL, seriously. but just like putting out a show about twins would be so fun. Honestly, in some regard. honestly, you remember this is love story, love mechanic. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Why didn't they loan out the twins for that one? There was supposed <laughs> to be twins in that show. Like loan them out Jesus. like a twin service. Yeah. <laughs> Send them in a U-Haul. <laughs> or like imagine Love in the Air with AJ and JJ, because wasn't Paiu's brother weren't they twins? <gasps> Supposed to be. Yeah. They were fraternal, yeah, or fraternal, fraternal mm-hmm. twins. Yeah, yeah fraternal. so <laughs> AJ and JJ and Love no, in the air. no, no, do not move, like, like no, like I will fight you if you try to erase boss. I'm just, it's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> But yeah, like seeing AJ in this was great. Like he, it's always fun to have one of the twins in a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are great. Yeah. Do you think like they were trying to do something with the teacher and AJ's character? Because I, I was getting like that. subtle vibes, and I'm just like, Ugh. this is weird. Why is the teacher there? Some of their moments felt very yeah. borderline. This is a romantic moment to me and it yeah. made me feel a little bit weird. Yeah, I mean, it, it's literally a romance we're watching. So why is he having, like, private after-school dates with this woman? Yeah. And then she, in the happening? final scene, oh joins them yeah. at the sea. How? Yeah, that's what I thought was so weird. Why was she there? <laughs> like, what so jurisdiction <laughs> did she have? Who invited you? <laughs> and the parents, like, Ox parents just like, yeah, this is normal. <laughs> I think that from what I've seen outside of the show, I think that GMMTV is going to be putting them in something next year because they've been doing, like, a lot of couple promotions like on their social media and stuff like that but i was like mm-hmm. if you wanted to soft launch a pairing in their chemistry why make it a student teacher yeah like a weird borderline <laughs> student teacher moment to soft yeah. launch it like, i know it's like her first teaching job and everything but it's still super weird. aren't they really young as well yeah, because they're younger right yeah. yeah i don't think they're yeah. like seniors or something like yeah even they're then not it would still be university weird, but... it's not like a university either no, like they're, they're high schoolers they're high schoolers they're high schoolers yeah. no if ands or buts about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i heard word on the street that the author of the novels is going to make AJ's character in Namo a thing. What? I heard I, that. Mm. <laughs> I'm not that, sure if I'm on board with this. <laughs> I just, I don't even remember them interacting, honestly. Yeah, did I they? Know. I don't know. 
when they took the thing away from him when he was harassing that kid about his cell phone? Mm. Wasn't he there, but he didn't say anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. That makes me even more convinced that the whole teacher thing was just GMMTV trying to soft launch a new pairing. Mm Because then, what was the point of this weird chemistry and tension between them? Like, I don't like it. No. It... Mm. I mean, no. Well, what was she the doing actress, there? Like... Why is she hanging out with students? <laughs> like, as a teacher, why are you spending your off time going to the beach with a bunch of like sixteen, seventeen year olds? Like, is, is, <laughs> like I get she was like encouraging him with his filming or helping him out with his film career or whatever, but it makes no sense why she's there either give me more character development that shows their passive relationship or take her out completely (laughs) not everyone needs a partner someone can be single not everyone needs to end in a pairing like especially as a high schooler it's fine yeah (laughs) we don't need that it added nothing Yeah, but getting off this and just like in general thoughts, I just have something like I wanted to mention what I really, really liked. The whole part where in the beginning you see it's when I is making moves on Ak, he's always like being very careful, taking his time, letting Ak decide, letting Ak push him away if he wants to. But then you see the dream that Ak has and it's just like mm-hmm. no time to think and that's what Ak wants at that time because he doesn't want to like have consent <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like want to think about it he just like he knows he wants it but he doesn't want to acknowledge that he wants it so he wants I to just pull him in and just do it but I refuses he wants the consent. He wants the acknowledgement. He wants Ak to really be on his side in this. And you don't see it until like the pool kiss. That's the first time he actually takes his arms around Ai's mm-hmm. neck. Yeah. And then it just escalates every time they kiss, every time they have like a moment like that. And at the end, when they're standing doing the wedding sort of scene then it's suddenly Ak is the one putting his hands and pulling I in and I just I really like how they progress that showing Ak's emotional state as it mm-hmm. progresses mm-hmm. Yeah, they had so many intimate moments like not I even did. with kisses or anything but like the conversations mm-hmm. that they have about like how they're feeling and stuff it's so good it's like the best part of the series uh, (sighs) i've talked about this before the moment when they're in bed and i calls him boyfriend and ak just smiles and it's just like that i died i die every time i see that (laughs) the smile like first has the smile just i can't deal with first smiling it's it's a lot spoon worthy it is and especially in that moment because you get like this shy smile and there's so much emotion it is that smile 
And it's just like, oh, God, I want to feel like that. (laughs) (laughs) When is it my turn? For real, though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But yes. Okay. Any final thoughts that people want to share before we wrap up for the episode? Honestly, like, just watch it. I don't know. That's all I have to say. (laughs) It's like... If someone is listening to this and haven't watched it, what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) If you made it this far into the episode and you haven't watched the eclipse yet, you should have been watching it 45 minutes ago. (laughs) You should have been watching it like two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Watch it. Yeah. I watch a lot of like Thai series that I feel like have to do with school corruption. And this is, like, one of the better ones. And I feel like even though it seems very simple on the surface, there's a lot of symbolism in it. Mm. Like, with the astrological stuff and even just, like, relating it to what's going on in real Mm. life. Where was I going with that thought? (laughs) My brain is already... Everyone needs to go to sleep. (laughs) Shutting off. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, even though it seems like simple on the surface, there, it has a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could, we could discuss like episode by episode for like hours. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I kind of like that even on the surface it is simple because... I think, Pixie, you said earlier, like, the cow first, their story is very consistent throughout the Mm -hmm. whole series, and I really love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gives you those sweet, feelsy moments that I think people come to BL for, but also offers a lot of really strong character growth and development and a lot of symbolism and just a Mm -hmm. lot you can think about in every episode and still getting those moments that make you swoon. So it's really yeah. like the best of both BL worlds, I feel like. Mm. I really also kind of like how they did the dreams that I has about the suicide and how they don't show anything. They don't glorify it in any kind of way or show anything because you know that's not good to show on TV. All science um, says so, so but... They did it in a way that, like, is heartbreaking, but at the same time, mm. not too graphic. And I feel like that theme that goes through the whole series, it's it's like with the spice as well. It's very spicy without being graphic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the tension they made and the subtlety in, in all, in, like, every touch and every kiss and every word and yeah there's a lot there's a lot to love but it's also for those who just enjoy watching a show just for the entertainment don't want to think about it it's still a good show you don't Mm -hmm. need to think yeah yeah Yeah. like you can you can you can think a lot about it and pull a lot out of it but Mm -hmm. you can also still watch it at a surface level and not feel like you're missing out on what's happening Mm -hmm. or like you need to be analyzing to understand the show which i think Mm -hmm. a lot of more complex shows kind of make it so you have to think too hard almost but this isn't one of those shows Mm -hmm. definitely okay then that's it for our episode this week 
Did you tune into the eclipse while it was airing, or have you recently binged it? What did you think about the show? Be sure to let us know down in the comments or tag us on our social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out a lot. But thanks for joining us for this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. I haven't been paying attention at all. Like, <laughs> too much stuff has been happening. <laughs>